Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, depending on where in the world you are, mi gente. I hope you had an amazing weekend, and I appreciate you tuning in this week and sharing your Monday blues with me. And if you haven't done so already, go follow me on Instagram at its.me.shell and click that link in my bio so we can continue to connect everywhere. Also, make sure you subscribe to my podcast so you never miss an episode. Okay, ja. Palante, let's go. It's me, it's me, it's me, Mi familia, let me share something with you. Bay and I are trying to lead a healthier lifestyle. You know, once you hit 30, shit goes downhill. Body parts you never knew existed start to hurt and feel stiff. Some weird shit. So we decided to do some yoga. We've done it a couple of times, but this time my darling fiancé decided to try out something a little more advanced, and I should have known this meant trouble. Alright, this bitch on TV was trying to make me do some wild contortion poses. Fuck, I was tricked, okay? I, I, I really feel like... The odds were against me on this one. It started off easy with stretching, but after like five minutes, she started talking a different language and she had me all the way fucked up. She wanted a beignet, a burrito, a mountain pose to a cactus pose to a coñazo pose. I don't know. She was all over the place. And the only thing I think I understood was namaste. I swear to you. I was so mad. I started yelling at the TV, asking her to come out the TV with that same energy because I wanted to fight. I wanted to fight the YouTube yoga instructor. I don't know. This was, this was an event. Okay. I'm going to stick to the gym and my hip hop dance workouts because that bitch had me all the way fucked up. Yoga is supposed to be super zen, but I was angry as fuck. And that's completely the opposite. I did not understand the assignment at all. Oh, anyway, on amazing news, R. Kelly was found guilty in his federal trial. I mean, it's about fucking time. It is about time. I read that Kelly's defense team tried to use Dr. Martin Luther King Jr.'s I Have a Dream speech as to, like, compare himself and the great Dr. King. R. Kelly, fuck you. How dare you? I'm just glad justice has been served. And all the women affected can finally live their lives. <sighs> they can begin to heal. You know, R. Kelly is a predator and deserves everything that's coming to him. So now that the world has been rid of one evil person and yoga instructors on YouTube are out for blood, sweat, and tears, let me help set the mood by creating a different scene. I'm going to create the scenario for y'all. I'll give you some time to get ready. Ready? <laughs> 
let's get it. You're a super fun, cool, chill person, and everyone wants to be your friend because why not, right? Everyone loves your vibe, but you notice that there's always that one person that acts different when their partners or significant others come around. Sometimes they don't even look your way. This could happen anywhere and could be anyone, your neighbor, co-worker, or just an acquaintance. You think they're so weird. And it's understandable because any other time and any other normal person would acknowledge you. Welcome to the world where certain friends romanticize the relationship they have with you when you're deadass just a friend, nothing more, and can definitely be less. I know this doesn't just happen to me. I've had friends that do a 180 when their partners or significant others are around and it's fucking weird <laughs> listen i have this one friend i met about four years ago and we used to be really close would talk every day about life or you know how our day was going normal friend shit and i had no interest at all i wasn't even putting out that vibe he knew i had a boyfriend my boyfriend knew about him because We were just friends. That's it. Nothing shady. But this ninja definitely romanticized our friendship. He would block me when he was around his girls. And yes, that's plural. And it was always in the evening too. Or if I would send him uh, like, how are you doing text? You know, as good friends do, checking in, the message would never deliver. That is, you're blocked. 101. <laughs> And once I realized the pattern, I found myself feeling a little aggravated. Like I'm being used and my friendship is only valued if it's perceived as something else to everyone else. It's so interesting how people do that, right? They create this fairy tale in their minds about a mere friendship and they affirm it so much so that it creates an aura around them which makes their partners feel uneasy or like something's going on because that's what happens. Maybe not in that same or exact order or process, but typically we always hear relationships end or, you know, they go through their trust issues because someone in the relationship had a hunch or a feeling. Right? We've heard that before. Like, oh yeah, I had to look through my man's phone because I had a feeling something was going on. Or, yeah, I had to follow this bitch because I had a feeling she was seeing somebody else. You know, shit like that. I don't know. But what sucks is that that hunch or that feeling in this case is based on bullshit. <laughs> We know there's already stigma around men and women being friends. Why motherfuckers gotta make it harder? <laughs> I'm gonna start having people sign contracts and shit like, okay, this here states we are just friends. You are to disclose your friendship to your girl because me and my brand don't want no problems. <laughs> This happens at work too, don't it? You're super cool with everyone. You chop it up all the time. You go to happy hour with everyone in the office, get real nice, start talking about life, and get close as friends should. But then 
Y'all all together at the company's fucking Christmas party. And whom he brings his wife? And don't even introduce you. <laughs> I have to laugh because this is some real life shit. It happens. It's fucking wild. Listen, I need people to stop being weird. It's not funny anymore. It's creeping me the fuck out, man. I know we can all relate to this feeling. I've even heard stories where co-workers romanticize co-worker relationships. And I guess I get that. You know, we're around these people all the time. We're at work all the time. So these people are in our faces all the time. But it's just weird. I don't know why I can't get over that fact. And yes, you know, you have like crushes or you have like these flirty moments. But at the end of the day, to kind of create this imaginary relationship, I think that's where it gets me. I don't know. Why don't you guys let me know if it's weird or not? It's definitely happened to me before. And I'm trying to think how I've handled it. I think it's just so awkward. I just let it fly. Like, I don't say anything. I'm just like, all right, I won't be alone with this guy if I have to work late. <laughs> Nothing's ever gotten out of hand or to a point where I couldn't handle it. But then I start looking at myself like, okay, what vibe am I giving off? What am I doing? When sometimes, like listening to other people's stories, I'm just like, no, that motherfucker definitely thought all that shit up themselves. <laughs> like, you didn't do shit. Same way I didn't do shit. I'm just being the normal person I always am. It's crazy out here, mi familia. That brings us to our favorite segment, Window Talks with La Comay. Some of my fans, friends, or foes send me questions, dilemmas, ideas, or comments, and La Comay gives them advice to help them with whatever they got going on from her little round table in the kitchen by the window, or she reads them to death while sipping her tea. It's also a time where La Comay reflects on shit and she shares it with you all. You know, she drops knowledge, talks shit, whatever she wants to do, she's going to do it. There's no stopping her. So this week I asked, has anyone had someone in their lives that you've labeled a friend, but they dead ass romanticized their friendship with you? Like, you walking around town talking about, that's my friend, and they out here making it seem like friendship isn't the only thing going on. And you know La Comay had some stuff to say. Miren, mi gente, make sure you follow me on Instagram at its.me.shell and click the link in my bio so you can send me voice messages. I'll make bonus episodes answering your questions, comments, or requests, and you can even ask Laco my questions. You know she lives for all of it. You don't want to miss out. Hola and hello, buenos días, buenas tardes, buenas noches, everybody. It's me, la comay. Buenas, it's me, la comay. Mi chele, welcome, mi bienvenido. How are you? How you been? I hope you've been good. Okay, so this week we asked any of your friends or acquaintances making it seem like you two are mutually fucking and sucking. Meanwhile, y'all just mutually talking shit about everybody because sometimes... <laughs> Mira, a good kiki is the foundation of a friendship. Everyone loves the bochinche. And listen, 
That doesn't mean that you have to partake in the hot tea, pero mira, that's neither here nor there. That's a story for another day. But you know I have a story for you right now, so let me tell you. All right, so there was this young man who was very nice and charismatic when he wanted to be. He had gone through a bad breakup with his girl that he knew since, well, like, they were little carajitos. They were running around in the neighborhood. They went to high school together and all that good shit. But anyway, they were together for about three years, I want to say. So, you know he was going through it. Okay, he wasn't trying to date nobody, but good friends never want to see you down. So they tried to hook him up and play matchmaker, but nothing ever stuck. One day, he starts to talk about his new manager and how he noticed that she relies on him a lot and singles him out all the time when she needs help. But oh, wait a minute, <laughs> hold the telephone. To me, that sounds like work, right? <laughs> He used to say that he got special treatment and he will always get first pick for anything. Pero again, I think this is all normal shit because when people really like your work ethic and dedicación, they just go out their way to show you their appreciation the same way we go above and beyond. Anyway, I digress. The tortilla flipped over to the burn side when the young man told his really close friend that one evening he had to work late and his manager was at work with him and they were both working late and she eventually invited him to her office and they had sex. <laughs> when I tell you that my jaw dropped like the genie in Aladdin <laughs> and that was for two reasons. One, because he was known for making himself flashier than he really was. It's like everybody wanted to be with him, wanted to sleep with him because he was the hottest shit on the block, okay? And two, because you try to tell me homegirl who, according to him, was single and ready to mingle couldn't take you home? But espérate. She had to do you in her office? Her toto was that ready to go? Que racheria esa? I mean, wait, don't get me wrong. I've heard some real stories of things happening in the spur of the momento and people getting down wherever they could. Pero this right here, I just did not believe, honey, okay? In his mind, the attention that she was showing him created a relationship. And listen, this young lady didn't even know it. <laughs> it didn't even exist. And lying was the only way that relationship could really happen. <laughs> I asked his friend what she thought about it and she told me that she had overheard a conversation between him and his manager during COVID because they were both working remotely. And she said that the young little manager was very professional and sounded nice. But once the conversation ended, he walked out of the room and said, yo, she's crazy about me. <laughs> Did you hear her talking to me? <laughs> what in the buffuckery is that? It's just so interesting what happens in people's minds. She was out here being the best manager she could be, and he was mind fucking her in his head, literally. <laughs> Listen, stop being all romantic with shit that isn't there, please. You out here looking crazy with your stories. They're so outlandish. And Mira, nobody believes you. <laughs> Listen, it couldn't be me. Because as soon as I get a whiff of someone acting all different or giving me the googly eyes, Mira, I'm going to put them in their place. <laughs> They're not going to fuck with me. And that's all I have to say about that. But Mira, don't forget, 
Mi casa es su casa. Just let me know when you stop and by. Don't be coming unannounced. But on my window, is always open. Come here, coño. I just want to remind you to tune into our... Wait, I said last week I was going to say my. Okay, so make sure you tune into my It's Me Wednesday series. I just want to make sure I get you to Friday the best way I know how. And that's by making you crack up. <laughs> <laughs> and no, I don't mean crack. <laughs> say no to drugs. <laughs> and mira, don't forget that you can help us keep going. Click on that support link. That way we can keep podcasting every week without missing a beat. Okay, bye. Well, you heard it, mi gente. La Comay has spoken. Romanticizing a friendship is a real thing. I said it before. And I know that sometimes signals get crossed, intertwined, mixed, all that shit. But... To not have clarification and create an elaborate, non-existent story? Yeah. <laughs> Te pasate. You are doing the most. Okay? And listen, this is more common than I ever thought it was. It happens all the time. Whether we keep it to ourselves or decide to share our imagination with others, it, it still happens. We all do it. I feel like we all do it. I mean, please correct me if I'm wrong, but I've definitely romanticized a couple of things I shouldn't have because they were definitely non-existent. But that's some bonus tea, okay? That is some bonus tea. And speaking of bonus tea, I want to know who else has gone through this out there. It doesn't matter if you're the romanticized or the romanticizer, I have to think about that. I don't know if that's a word, but I want to know either way. <laughs> DM me on Instagram or send me a voice message on Anchor with your story and I'll make it into a bonus episode. And let me know if you want to remain anonymous because I'm not in the business of spreading everybody's business out here, but I definitely want to kiki about it. And we've just started cuffing season. You know, the season that always disappoints, but is yet oddly satisfying. So, come on, share your fucking stories. Bueno, my people, me, gente, it's about that time. Like always, I want to thank you for spending your precious moments with me. But before I go, I want to remind you to please, please make sure you follow me on Instagram at its.me.shell and click the link in my bio. It will take you to all my other socials and you can send me voice messages and so much more. And don't forget to tune into the It's Me Wednesday series on IGTV. You know, La Comay is all over that. So please show some love. We're just trying to make that road to Friday a lot easier. That brings us to the end of It's Me, Shell. And you can catch It's Me, Shell every Monday to make sure your week starts off on the right foot. Or so we can just say fuck Mondays together. You don't want to miss next week's episode because we're going to dive into my trifecta, which starts in October every year, and that is Halloween or Tricotri, Thanksgiving or Thanksgiving, and Christmas or Merry Crema because that's just how I grew up. Also, International Podcast Day just happened on the 30th, so I want to thank you for listening and supporting 
supporting me. There would be no me without you. So thank you for tuning in, following me on my socials, and for sharing the love. You are truly appreciated. As cliche as that sounds, I fucking mean it from the bottom of my heart. See, this is how you not romanticize a friendship. October 1st marked the beginning of breast cancer awareness, so let's make sure we represent and support. And lastly, I want to share this. The war on drugs turned 50 this summer. And my question is, who is winning this war? According to the CDC, overdose deaths involving synthetic opioids like fentanyl were about 12 times higher in 2019 than in 2013. So if you're asking me, it seems like drugs is winning the war on drugs. Ain't that some shit. Peace and love. I'm out.